0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 27th. In today's news, feminists fume at Joe Biden. Five members of the Taliban who got out of Gitmo are now negotiating with U.S. generals in Afghanistan. And Adam Schiff maintains there's still evidence of collusion. But first, the big idea. Barbara Bush blamed President Trump for her heart attack. That's one revelation from a new biography of the former First Lady by USA Today's Susan Page. Mrs. Bush passed away last year and gave several interviews during the final six months of her life to Page. Bush also gave her access to her personal diaries going back to 1948. Among the nuggets from an excerpt released this morning, Barbara Bush said that by today's terms, she would no longer classify herself as a Republican. With Trump's rise, she saw a party she could no longer continue to support. While George H.W. Bush ended up voting for Hillary Clinton, the first time he'd ever voted for a Democrat, Barbara Bush couldn't bring herself to vote for either of the major party candidates. So she wrote in her son's name, Jeb Bush. Mrs. Bush viewed Trump with such disdain for many years before he ran. In her diaries during the 1990s, she described Trump as, quote, greedy, selfish, and ugly. Before the 2016 election, she had written a lengthy note to Bill Clinton about taking over the role of presidential spouse, but she never sent it. Instead, she wrote a card to Melania Trump offering advice on being first lady. But that didn't lessen her dislike for Donald Trump. A friend in Maine gave her a small plastic clock that counted down the number of days, hours, minutes, and even seconds until Trump's term ends in 2021. She liked it so much that she brought it with her to Houston. It was on her bedside until the day she died. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this hump day. Number one. Joe Biden lamented his starring role in the treatment of Anita Hill during Clarence Thomas' confirmation hearing. It's one of his many major liabilities as he prepares to make a third try for the presidency. The 76-year-old said during a speech in New York last night that the African-American law professor should not have been forced to face a panel of what he described as a bunch of white guys about her sexual harassment allegations. To this day, I regret I couldn't come up with a way to get her the kind of hearing she deserved. Many liberals and feminists are outraged by Biden's latest attempt at revisionist history. He was chairman of the Judiciary Committee at the time and personally oversaw the hearing. Of course, he could have done something, they note. Actress and activist Mia Farrow called Biden's role in the 1991 hearings shameful. She said, quote, love you, Joe, but you were in a position to do better and you didn't. Jessica Morales-Rochetto, a former aide to Hillary in 2016, who's now the political director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance, said, quote, It literally does not matter what else Biden says about sexual assault if he cannot acknowledge his own culpability in putting a sexual assaulter on the Supreme Court and then pretending for years like he was powerless to stop it. Thomas, of course, has always vigorously denied these allegations. Number two, five members of the Taliban who were released from Guantanamo as part of the prisoner swap for Bo Bergdahl in 2014, are now sitting across from senior American officials at the negotiating table in Afghanistan. The Trump administration is trying to get a peace deal with them so that the president can withdraw the remaining U.S. troops from what's become America's longest war. These five senior Taliban officials were held at Guantanamo for 13 years, until the Obama administration traded them for that army sergeant who had abandoned his post and was being held as a prisoner of war. In some of the sessions, sitting across the table from the former Gitmo detainees has been General Austin Miller, the commander of the American and NATO forces in Afghanistan. He wears his four-star uniform to these meetings. Several officials on both sides of the talks tell the New York Times that General Miller has told the members of the Taliban— that he respects them as fighters, but that the war needs to end. He's also evoked a mutual need to fight the terrorism of the Islamic State. Number three. In the wake of Attorney General Bill Barr's summary of Bob Mueller's findings, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff still maintains that he's seen evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. Undoubtedly, there's collusion, the California Democrat said in an interview. He said his panel will continue to investigate the counterintelligence issues, And he says it's an open question of whether people around the president have been compromised by a hostile foreign power. Meanwhile, the Justice Department said yesterday that it will take Barr weeks, not months, to finish reviewing Mueller's report and to make a version available for the public. Trump has attacked Schiff by name in recent days, and Kelly and Conway said that the California congressman should resign after the Mueller report did not establish evidence of a conspiracy, according to Barr. Speaking of Kellyanne, her husband, the conservative lawyer George Conway, has an op-ed in our newspaper today calling for the full report to be released. He says it's clear to him that Mueller wrote it in such a way that he wanted the American people to decide what to make of the facts vis-a-vis obstruction of justice. Regardless of what it says, though, George Conway writes, quote, If the charge were unfitness for office, the verdict would already be in, guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.